Leaders from the United States and the Republic of the Marshall Islands said after completing the first round of talks last week that they hope to complete negotiations to renew provisions of an economic and security treaty by the end of this year. Washington sees the extension of funding packages under compacts of free association with the Marshall Islands and neighbours the Federated States of Micronesia and Palau as a hedge against expanding Chinese diplomatic influence in the Pacific Island region. RNZ Pacific's correspondent in the Marshall Islands, Gif Johnson, covered the meeting and joins me now. Kia ora, Gif. Tell us more about how the meetings went down. The feedback that I received from the some of the people involved in it was just, you know, they felt it was a very friendly dialogue, right? And the way the whole thing has been pitched to me generally is that the Marshall Islands is saying to the U.S., look, we're part of the team here. You know, the Marshall Islands has been an ally, a friend, a partner of the U.S. since World War II, after, you know, when the Americans first came out here. And if you, you know, if you listen to what some of the leaders say, they're, they're just very blunt about it. You know, we're, we're in the American family, but there are things we expect that the United States needs to do to take care of some of the issues that we have and that this is the time to do it during these negotiations on the Compact of Free Association. So there are some key outcomes from the meeting last week at Kwajalein. And of course, you, we appreciate when we see the picture and everything is that, that we're in a COVID-free situation. We don't allow people in. So this was a you know, a, a very big deal to let a group of people come in without quarantine and all this stuff. So, I mean, they went through so many COVID tests. The U.S. side must have been tested like four times in three days or something. I mean, it was just kind of unbelievable. But so they had to, they couldn't shake hands. You know, they were, they had to be separate, wear face masks and all that. So, you know, that was a little cumbersome and, you know, how that may have affected the meeting or whatever. But Basically, both the U.S. Ambassador uh, Joseph Yoon, who's heading the U.S. delegation, he gave me a comment after the first day uh, or at the end of the first day, beginning of the second day. Same with the Marshall Islands Foreign Minister, Keetlan Kabua, and both of them described it as a really, you know, friendly discussion. Okay, Um, so I think that's the way both sides are trying to pitch it. Um, whether it's, you know, 100% true, well, of course, there's nuance, but I think they both feel that it's it's not an adversarial thing like it was maybe 35, 40 years ago when the first one was done during the Cold War period and all that. It's, it's just a, quite a different uh, thing at this time. Uh, it was interesting reading the, the urgency. That, that wasn't something that I was aware of. Um, the urgency seeming to come from Washington as well. Uh, what's the, what do you think is behind that? Okay, so there's a number of elements here. From a practical point of view, the current funding agreement within the compact expires uh, September 30 next year. So a little over one year from now is the end of the 20-year funding package that's part of the compact. And you appreciate that the compact as an overarching treaty between the U.S. and the Marshall Islands does not end. It's a security and development 
uh, uh, treaty that is ongoing. It's perpetual in that, but there are these agreements within it, these subsidiary agreements like use of Kwajalein for the missile testing range, the, you know, things like the postal services agreement and, you know, some of these things, which then are, are set for a specific period of time and the funding arrangement runs out next year. So that's a deadline of sorts. Um, and then the U.S. is saying they want to get something into the Congress. The U.S. fiscal year is begins October 1. And so that seems to be this push now for getting the, they're calling it a, an MOU, a Memorandum of Understanding signed in September, uh, and then continuing the talks with a, a wrap-up, they're saying like sometime in the winter, which would be for, for the U.S. would be like by the end of the year or beginning of next year. But from like an observational point of view, like stand back and look at it, you, you have to ask is, well, who does the rush benefit? And the fact is, yeah, the, U, the United States has these major security concerns that have been ongoing. And, but those are not the Marshall Islands issue. Okay, the Marshall Islands issue is it has a good relationship with the U.S. It wants to maintain it, but it also wants to solve the nuclear weapons test legacy. It wants to address some some issues within the agreement for using the Kwajalein missile range. And it wants to get climate change uh, response included in the compact, things like this. I mean, climate, nobody was talking climate 20, 30 years ago. So it's a new element, right, to like factor in. So the Marshall Islands has its issues, many of which dovetail with the U.S. And the fact of the matter is the nuclear test legacy is the bilateral issue of most importance to these two countries. I mean, it's, you know, it's a huge issue. And right now, it's a bit of a black eye for the U.S. because there are so many aspects of it which haven't been addressed. 